0: We're creating an environment where uh, people are coming on and sharing their stories. They're sharing their insights, the highs and the lows. And like, there's a real privilege that they're willing to do that with us. Hey, everyone. My name is Jack Kavna, and you are very welcome to the only human podcast. Today I am delighted to welcome Evan Balfe to the podcast. Evan is one of my best friends and is my partner in crime in the Only Human podcast as the producer. He's been integrally involved from the beginning and in this episode we take him from behind the mic and place him firmly in front of it to hear a little bit about his insights into the making process and also considering that we're just after crossing the threshold of 20 episodes, we reflect back on what each of us has learned from our guests thus far the insights and things and elements that resonated the most with us. Without further ado, enjoy. Evan Balfe, you are very welcome to the mic. How are
1: you? Jacob, thanks for having me on. This It's going, uh, going to be an interesting one.
0: Yeah, I'm delighted to have you. So, okay, let's just paint the high-level picture. This episode is going to be a recap of the first 20 episodes, which it's just nuts to think that we've got that many done already. Um, but I want to first of all, begin by asking you, what does only human mean to you? Uh, yeah, you posed this question to me just before we
1: started and it kind of caught me off guard a bit because it's more than just, it's, it's a podcast to me, (laughs) but it's more than just a podcast. And I think that's something you talked about from day one is that like only human is more than a podcast. Um, But what it means to me is the words only human is vulnerability um to be human is to be vulnerable and everyone who comes on this podcast is vulnerable and is sharing a lot and that's something you've done since i was going to say day one but it's not going to be day one it's going to be day three years four years after your injury so uh yeah only human is vulnerability and it means it's a interesting thing to think about.
0: Yeah, so for me, banked up within vulnerability is, is like the other side of what that creates. So when somebody is vulnerable, it, it creates a shared space for other people. It also, I see like that there's courage and power inherent in co- vulnerability as well. And so for me, it like really marks the fact that each person is both a masterpiece and a work in progress at the exact same time. And like, so, oh yes, We each are vulnerable and that's the work in progress piece, but um, that power and courage that is on the other side of that is there as well. And for me, like that's the magic that people have, you know. Um,
1: Power comes from vulnerability mm. and growth comes from it. So yeah, I love what you said there. It's a creative space, like vulnerability or only human can
0: create a space for someone to exist. And I, what I think is cool is like in, in one person stepping forward and, and being vulnerable and sharing their story, they, they create or give other, other people permission almost to do the same. Mm. And that's why it's really important for me to host the stories, yes, of people who are perceived by society to have made it, but like really importantly, you said to me um, maybe 10 episodes in that... I think, Jack, it's really important that we include the stories of people who are becoming, people mm. who are on that journey. And we had the likes of Thomas McCormack and Marie Tonra um, come on and they are very much on the journey of becoming. Mm. And they were the two highest listened to podcasts, yeah, uh, podcast episodes. And it just goes to show like we... We love the story of the everyday hero. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's every person, you know. That's every person. Yeah. So um just to give people a bit of a sense of how do we know each other. So obviously we are collaborating on this together now. Um you you producing it, um which is a godsend to me. Um but how did it come about and how do we know each other?
1: Uh, we went to school together for six years in a boarding school, so that creates a tight friend group. Um, and this Jack first talked about this idea in twenty nineteen to me, and instantly my ear selfishly, I guess now that you think about it, my ears pricked up, and I was like, "Well, this is something I can do." You're talking about doing a podcast, and I'm a audio guy, so let me let me create it for you, um, and then. When the pandemic pandemic hit, uh, there was a phone call and Jack, or you were saying, um, let me, will you listen to something for me and give me some feedback and let me know what you think of this podcast idea. And it was a 10 minute clip. And I was like, you sent it to me in a place where I couldn't download it. And I was like, okay, just send me the audio so I can do something to it and send it back to you and see what you think. And then I kind of forced, well, I didn't force my way in, but I sent it back to you and you were like, oh yeah, this actually, your this works whatever you're doing to it works. So I'd uh, say that came about.
0: Yeah, you were giving me a, like a, a little sample of what you can do. <laughs> yeah, it was like teasing.
1: It was like a carrot in front of the horse. It's just like, <laughs> just this is what it can sound like. And this is what
0: you sound like. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, Yeah, you weren't even harsh about it like that though. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's been cool. And like, so since like the first week in in lockdown, we, we started this and... We recognized, okay, this is going to be something we're going to do and we're going to create it together. Um, and the decision was made that we would sprint to get to 20 episodes. Hmm. Uh, we'd do two episodes a week to get there. And that it was really important for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that we wanted to learn by doing, um, hmm. which is definitely something that I have learned through this process. Yeah, is like Encapsulates you, this podcast (laughs) yeah is that you just take imperfect action and that you learn along the way and that's very much um from both of our perspectives being strong um so getting to 20 episodes was important for another reason though as well is that when somebody clicks in it gives credibility it gives a sense of weight it shows commitment um when there's a body of work there Mm. it looks professional
1: and i think that is something that you know even in the past five minutes when we're sitting here thinking about this, I was like, we really took this dead serious from the start. It wasn't just, oh, let's put a podcast put it out and see how it goes. The conversation went from, uh, I want to start a podcast, into going, okay, well, like if we're going to do this, we're going to hit a hundred episodes and at least because in the podcast world, it's saying that no one has a clue what they're doing until they hit episode one hundred, and after that is when you've cut you're in the groove.
0: Yeah, and and I think you it's like anything creative. Um, you're feeling your way for a little while. And although you have a clear image of what it, what a uh, concept means to you and so on, you really grow into it um, through practice. When you do it. Yeah. And and so that's I think that's why it's important that we commit to longer term vision of what this can be. And um so baked up within that is like the idea that it's so easy to start something but it's it's another level when you actually commit. Yeah. Um and already looking back over 20 episodes I've learned just an insane amount be it from the guests, from the creation and um, from the act of doing the process. The, the process, you know, actually the putting yourself in that vulnerable position as you said of of being publicly accountable. Um, all of these things uh, just spur so much uh, development and um, they put you in a slight place of discomfort. Huge place of discomfort. Yeah. You said that it makes you
1: um, publicly accountable and I'm not one to be in front of a microphone or a share much, but now I'm accountable <laughs> for what I say on this. And you can't just say something lightly because, you know, if this podcast, when it goes further and someone comes back to you and says... Uh, Oh, I learned this thing from you, or you said this, and it really set in, and you're then forced to go, okay. I said that, I have to stand by that. So
0: yeah, but that's that's also like what we're creating here. We talked about the idea that you're creating a space, and like we're creating an environment where uh, people are coming on and sharing their stories. They're sharing their insights, the highs and the lows, and. Like there's a real privilege that they're willing to do that with us. Yeah. So um, I don't think that likely at all. And some of the feedback we've gotten has been so heartwarming, you know. Yeah. And um, people really look forward to the episodes. And for me, it's it's class now to be able to sit down and reflect on what we've learned with uh, with my partner in crime. Um, and and for thanks, you man, to, for you to be a part of this. <laughs> so. Um, let's go there. Let's actually jump in and take a look at some of the episodes and what resonated with us in particular along the way. And um, I would love to hear from you. Like, Let's let's talk about some of the episodes that really hit home for you.
1: Yeah. Well, we could sit here and go through episode one through 20 and that would be way too long a podcast. So uh, I think what we'll do is just pick our favorite ones and throw to each other to see what episodes springs to mind when you get the question, what, or when you reflect on it. The first one that comes to mind for me is uh, Dead Time or Alive Time, which is episode three. This was great because that's dead time or alive time. That's, and it was April 1st is when we put this out. So we're kind of three weeks into, two weeks into the pandemic at this stage, because it kind of really kicked off mid-March. So two weeks in, and then you talk about, okay, well, how are you going to use this massive chunk of free time you've now just been handed. I loved it because from the start of the pandemic, I treated it, I was ready for action. I saw this as I didn't think it was gonna go too long. So I was like, I'm gonna be so ready when the world opens back up to just jump back into my old line of work. And I spent so much time trying to train myself, take on a lot of new, information and train up and some audio things that i was weaker on so i treated it as massive alive time and the thought of i almost looked just some other people you'd chat to be like yeah i've been doing i've been getting up and watching netflix all day <laughs> and i haven't moved from the couch in two days and i just that didn't sit right with me until later in the pandemic where i had those days i had this delayed onset of like stress that came from it so i thought it was a great episode. it's a great challenge to people and what way are you going to use this chunk of free time mm. and that was that was your well let's call it the first solo cast because episode one was only 10 minutes that was a pilot let's call it so this is the first one where you sat down and, and explored an idea by yourself just in your room alone
0: yeah and and we've talked about this is the idea of you're sitting by yourself in front of the microphone with this tracing line going yeah, the across the screen. And um, it's quite intimidating.
1: You red know? light fever. Like they talk about it in the recording world, in mu- the music industry, in studios, it's red light fever. You put the best musician or the best singer in front of, in the, they can do anything on a stage. They're amazing. You put them in front of a microphone in front of one person in the studio and they can't do it.
0: Yeah. It's really, it's really intimidating. And, um, it's it's that whole idea of sometimes it's easier to be vulnerable in front of the whole world rather than in front of yourself. Um, or to, and to admit it to yourself. To yeah, to to admit because first of all, like these these um, what's his name? Uh, he wrote "Power Over Me." He's like the biggest musician at the moment. Uh, oh, Dermot Kennedy. Yeah, how did I forget that? <laughs> I was listening to him this morning, Dermot Kennedy. Uh, says that when you when you write music it should almost be like every lyric is letting someone in on a secret mm. and I think like when when you when you do anything creative like you're you're putting yourself out there you're exposing yourself and and like you have to do that with yourself first yeah. in front of the microphone and and it's a bit weird like you hear yourself back there's all these uncomfortable parts of it but, mm-hmm. but um for me that that episode is really important because what it did for me is it was like both uh, an individual and a public commitment to myself yeah um, and and I chose out of that to use this time as a lifetime mm. um, and to really commit to a number of things uh, learning, putting out uh, imperfect action on a number of fronts and and of developing um, my business because if I, I knew that if I if I didn't use this time particularly as someone who's self-employed, if you're not actively, Seeking growth and setting yourself up to win. Yeah, there's so many other people that will be willing to do that. That that um you lose that place. Yeah, um, very quickly. So it's balancing that with active recovery and yeah. making making sure that you recover well. Um, do you know, it's on it's really that point,
1: of, on the point of vulnerability, I think that's maybe that's why I don't know. You've created a, a space. As you said before, like you've, you have to create a space for vulnerability to happen. (laughs) And that's what this podcast is because people are sharing things. So maybe that's why, and you've achieved that over zoom calls, not face-to-face chats with people. So that's a very different thing. We're having a face-to-face chat now, but it's different when you're doing it over a camera. Um, so maybe because everyone was put in the same position, we're all forced into these, into our homes and to reassess everything. Maybe that's why this, maybe that's why this succeeded for us anyway. Maybe that's why the guests came on and were like that, you know, that space was created.
0: Yeah. I, I'm i just looking through the, the list and, and by no means is this like a, a clap on my own back or anything, but all of the solo casts really mean something profound to me. Like I, I, they're all things that I hundred percent stand over, so I'm actually not going to talk about them. I'm going to talk about what I've learned from other people, because I would hope that um those solo episodes stand by themselves, um and speak for me. Um, so I know from like Connor Divine, who was our first guest, um, I I really learned what being tenacious means, and this idea of tenacity, um. A father of two, a single father of two who lives with MS, six time Iron Man, and he is a business owner as well. But what I love about Connor is that he shows up every day. Yeah. And he shows up every day and he doesn't get it right every day.
1: Yeah. You can see that on his Instagram because I followed him. I didn't know who, about who Connor was or what he did before. That podcast and I followed. I follow him on Instagram, and it's, he lives what he speaks about. And doesn't know he doesn't
0: hide. Comes through on his on his Instagram stories. Like that's so hard to do. There's real integrity there. Yeah. Um. And so so I love that. Um. With with Joe O'Brien and um, the health psychologist. Um. The big thing that stood out to me there was just how important our environments are, and um, this is something that I really espouse myself anyway. But the idea of like our physical environments, our social environments, all of these things are such big big predictors as to how yeah. we will be in our lives. Mm. Um, and and that really resonated with me in a big way. He talks about setting yourself up.
1: And, you know, you, know it, you take care of your body, you take care of your workspace, you take care of your mind, and these are places for you to be.
0: Yeah. And, and like that environmental design is about boundaries as well. Yeah. And we talked about that within relationships too, mm. which, is, which is really, really interesting. I know John Doran resonated with you. What an episode. What a guy. That was my favorite. That, that, uh, that
1: does stand out on top of all 20, all 20 episodes that we've done, we've, we have done. John Doran stands out for me because I listened to that Obviously, I have to listen. I listen to these from start to be from start to end, because if I didn't, I wouldn't be good at my job. Because I have to know if there's the slightest bit of audio discrepancy there or something that we're trying, you know, create this space. If someone is taken out of that space when they're listening, it can be then we haven't succeeded. So, uh, just from the very start of that, when I was like, this guy is amazing. And John is a secondary school career guidance counselor, and the way he talked about, he's like. You have to try a million things before you find what your thing is. You have to be willing to change or be willing to say, okay, this didn't succeed. I'm going to move to something else. And the one takeaway I had from that was any student who has him in secondary school is so lucky. So they're out there in Newbridge being lucky (laughs) to have John.
0: Yeah, I remember you telling me that afterwards. You said, I wish I had him when I was in school. Um, If I had the, if he
1: because everything you said is absolute stuff i agree with and believe in and have done myself so i was like if i could have him if i had had him in secondary school what different path would i have gone down i think it would be so you can't you can't say that i can't say that i think it'd be extremely different because uh, you know i ended up here and i
0: like here yeah and maybe maybe the time for you to hear it is now yeah like would it have would it would it have sunk in at that yeah. time
1: but to other kids some other kids, he will tell them something and it's gonna like they're just lucky. That's all I could think of after listening to that was, they're so lucky to have him.
0: Yeah. Um for me, the the episodes with Thomas McCormick and Marie Tonner were brilliant. Um and Mark Maxwell as well, because they're all they're all peers of ours.
1: Mm, Similar ages. Um,
0: and it's really interesting we did them back to back. Um so Thomas is a life coach, Marie is a social worker, and Mark is um, a businessman who has a story in and of himself, having yeah. survived a heart attack age nineteen. Um, but what was amazing to me is all of them are completely bought into the idea of only human, and they um they. Completely embrace the idea of cracking themselves open in the episodes. Yeah, and they are three of our highest listened to episodes. Mm. And I know for Thomas McCormick, this the thing that stood out from that episode for me is is really claiming your life and um, like, is it yours? Life is short. Yeah. Is it yours? And that idea of like slowing down and being brave enough to listen to the voice.
1: Listen to the voice he really listens, listened to his body and mind. And he talks about going back into, wasn't he went back into St. Pat's to go into education again? And he said he walked in and he was like, he had this feeling of, oh yeah, this is where I should be. Uh, that's, I remember that sticking out for me when I was listening to it.
0: Yeah. Um, for me, actually, the episode with Marie mm. was the most fun episode I was gonna say
1: that was a really fun episode that's cuz you there's a, there's a friendship there and it was just like two friends getting together over zoom
0: yeah and it was great and like we have this like mad flirtatious banter <laughs> with each other and <laughs> um, and it goes back and forth and but marie is so eloquent and expressive in in what she does and what she shares and she's really thoughtful and thought provoking And I have to say, I very much felt um, humbled and like privileged that she opened up in the way that she did on that episode. Mm -hmm. And the response to that was so immense. And that for me really shone a light on this idea that when when we fully show ourselves, like that's what people crave. That's what people connect with. Like that authenticity, that realness, the Mm. fact that... Holy shit! She's only human. <laughs> hey, well done. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, because she talks. She, she she talks. It's really interesting to listen to her talk about. She was in a thing that we should all, as twenty some young twenty year olds, would love, working in the bar industry and, you know, not necessarily getting to party every night, but every night is like a party, even if you're not engaged in it. So it's. An exciting thing, and then she talks about how it just would left her empty, doing nothing, waking up at the, like you know, late afternoon every day and going, Okay, I have to do this all again. So, uh, I think that's what between that and talking about her sexuality and stuff, then it just that is the thing that people connected with in that episode. And I don't see a lot of the um feedback, do you? But ja, you did send me a few. Responses to that episode, and it was just—it's great. It's the kind of stuff you see other people posting online, other podcast hosts going, sharing responses to their podcasts, and I was like, "Oh, that's something we did." So that was very cool.
0: Yeah, no, it's really cool. Um, when when people because people see themselves in these stories, mm-hmm. and it shows them that they're not alone. Yeah, which is so important. Um. Mark, the Mark Maxwell. Maxwell episode,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's a talk to me. Um, well, that was interesting because that's someone that he was a year ahead of us in school. It's interesting to hear people that you know uh, speaking. So I didn't know his full backstory. I didn't know about well, I, you told me about the heart attack before, but it was a very distant memory. But my favorite thing that he said was he was he started Grad Life, which is an Instagram page, and uh, he does some podcast episodes and it's just creating content for people who are graduates. And he's like, I started grad life because my grad life was shite. <laughs> and I loved that because I, I kind of, I connected with that. I was like, I went through a four year course and then worked. And I was like, this is awful. <laughs> this is not what I want to do. So yeah, that's what I loved about. It. That's the, it was just so funny. My grad life
0: was shite. So I started grad life. It's great. Yeah. Um, he's a great bloke actually. um, Right, so next up, you know, like I, I admire all the people that that we have on the podcast, and I think that's really important because it speaks to your values and things like that. Um, but for me, Jerry Duffy is someone that every time he speaks, he resonates with me, and it's because what he says is straightforward. It's not sugar coated, and um, and it really hits home for me, and. It's in the title. Um, the biggest thing that I took from him is life rewards effort, yes. and another thing that he said was everything we do, we do it to a standard.
1: Yeah, even if you don't know it. Mm. Yeah, um. so that's great. That's um, that encapsulates what we do here. We do it to a standard and a very high standard.
0: Yeah, well, and that's what we that's what we strive for, and mm. and. And we hold each other accountable to that as well. Um, and Jerry's clarity of thought, yeah, is fantastic as well. There's no shaking that
1: mind. He's very, um, he's sure of his ways, and he's has enough life experience to kind of just say, "Well, this is the way I do it, and I know that it works for me." And they're kind of simple ideas that I know it's it works for me. Him it works for himself, but because it works, because it has it has worked for him, it'll work for you.
0: Yeah, and it's non judgmental as well. Um mm. it's very much uh um he he's open minded to um finding solutions for others. But um yeah, his clarity of thought about his own life is wonderful. Connor O'Keefe um was our longest episode, and Connor is an ultra endurance runner, he's a former Muay Thai boxer, um but for me what hits home about Connor is his just unapologetic honesty. Yeah, and there's no shirking away from reality, and he lives completely present to that, yeah. and he endeavours to live present to that. Yeah,
1: I think he talked about how, um, like, he's my type fighter. That should uh, be a very rewarding thing you know if you're going to be winning fights it's not about hurting someone it's about you've accomplished something that's very difficult and i just remember him saying that you have to move to the next
0: thing well he he got to the pinnacle of that you know in ireland and um and he almost felt like if he wasn't the best what it the it, was, it wasn't for him like the remarkable thing about him is he's just fucking as hard as nails uh, as well and yeah like who who in their right mind goes and runs hundred mile races and things like this. Yeah. Or runs a circle in his patio. For twenty four hours. Yeah. And did he live stream that? <laughs> um yeah, he, he there there was like no hiding in that either. Yeah. You know, so um but everything he does has a big why behind it as well. Yeah. So like he does so many of his challenges to raise funds for for um a uh, mental health and PA the house and and things like that. And so that unapologetic honesty and just um, showing his wins and failures and um, and having a big why behind something mm. uh, really hit home for me. I uh, take it to
1: one of the solo casts for, well, two of the solo casts, they're two in the same, one in the same for me, is the imperfect action and the traits of a children or the beginner's mindset. These are great. And I'd say if i take this thing—if I'm taking these points away, someone else is as well. Imperfect, imperfect action is this podcast. It's—I um, had to quickly educate myself on broadcasting standards for podcasts for these different streaming services, and it was a sprint. It was okay. We're doing this now, and this is going out. So we have to st- stand behind Imperfect Action, and that's—I—I w- I would never previously. In, like, earlier life, I would never do something if I didn't think it was going to succeed or go the way I wanted it to or, you know, turn out exactly how I'd planned it. So and that's I loved that idea of imperfect action. Just take, and the traits of children, just take little baby steps in a certain direction and then at some point you realize that it's working.
0: And how are you ever going to get to the point of it being
1: the thing you want it to be.
0: Yeah. And at that standard, if you didn't go through the messiness in the middle. Yeah. You know, for so long, I compared myself to speakers and coaches and so on that had, um, that were putting out lots of, of videos and that were hosting seminars and doing things like that. And I was comparing myself to them like 10 years ahead of, yeah, was. yeah, 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 and you do yourself such a disservice. Like if you start now, start simple, start where you are. Mm. That, that start now, start simple is something Dan Ramamorti says. And if you start now and start simple, and continue to do that, mm-hmm. um, taking that imperfect action, that imperfect action, the the standard of that imperfect action increases all the time. Yeah and um, when you stay committed to something and so there's there's a lot behind that you know eventually imperfect action does become perfect action for me there's a couple of
1: these episodes as well that I'm like oh no I would just love to re re edit and remix that episode and upload it again but you can't do that because these are in sequence and they have a time and place almost so um yeah you have to be <laughs> you have to live with the discomfort for a little bit but until you take that well, you live with the discomfort of the step you're on at the moment and then you take another step, and then by the step after that, you've forgotten about what you were worried about
0: Yeah, two steps ago. You've gotten out of your own way, which yeah. is like massive. That's your itself. thing, is just get out of your own way. <laughs> so um, Rebecca w- uh, Winkworth, I always struggle with her second name. I, I was telling her that there a while ago, and she was like, yeah, you're not the only one. Um, hurts, yeah. But Rebecca is, is a musician. She's a sustainability entrepreneur and she's living in colombia at the moment and for me what i love about rebecca is first of all her outlook is just amazing and yeah. she's really go get 'em um positive outlook um give stuff a go very much of that approach very um, sure
1: in her ways mm-hmm. that was she was interesting to listen to because she is she has she's been a touring musician uh she's done shows in america i believe it was where she's you know living on a tour bus for three to six weeks. And I've done the same. I've gone away from home for six weeks and you're living in a bus in a bunk that is, you know, you can't sit upright in it. So it brings its own challenges. But she was, I took stuff away from her. One thing she was like, I'm not drinking when I'm going on tour. And that's, not drinking is not, it doesn't mean getting drunk all the time. It means not, I don't give my choice to even or have a drink. And that brings huge clarity when you're out in this. It's not even a space; you're out in the world, traveling all the time. I thought that was a very interesting, um, a very interesting and and strong stance to take.
0: Yeah, I. What I love about Rebecca is she takes all the things that she values. So, um, she takes her passion for music, her um, commitment to sta- sustainability. And uh, the joy that she gets from traveling and experiencing new places. And she's actually made those things her life. Yeah. And, you know, she came back in her mid-twenties and um, was kind of challenged by this idea that everybody else was kind of in a different place. Mm-hmm. And that maybe they were getting like more secure jobs and, yeah. and doing the standard path. And that kind of reckoning that maybe that's just not for everybody, Yeah, you know. Um, That's yeah. And I can associate with that. Yeah.
1: Well, I think the three of us can because we're all doing our own thing that is not the kind of path that some people say or you know, parents say you should follow. Do this thing, go to this college, and then you'll end up over here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of like, we'll do this thing, go to college, but we're going this way over here. Yeah. yeah, that was a very interesting episode. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, check out her Instagram because the singing that she does from her balcony in Columbia... Uh, particularly when the healthcare workers
0: were coming home and that's how that all started but if you haven't seen it go check it out because it's powerful stuff um, okay I know that the re episode where we talk about flow and the science of flow and peak performance uh, hit you uh, it just so these podcasts are
1: can be challenging to do because it's engaging a lot of parts of my brain It's it's asking me to look at the audio side of it make sure everything sounds nice but also i have to listen to these things and the other thing i do for you is make the clips so i can t- i have to sometimes take a five minute point where someone will start a point and then five minutes later they round it off and say all these little bits in between and so i have to cut them down to 60 less than 60 seconds to go on instagram for to go on your instagram so um yeah so flow it's if if i have achieved an actual flow state on a few of these not many where it just all happens i start the episode and i've three goals when i well i've many goals but the main things i have to do is i want to quickly make it sound good so then i can then take in the information that they're talking about and make and pull the clips out there are three things and a couple of the episodes it just happens and you come i come to the end of the episode and i have all my little clip things in another track and they come together in a very quick amount of time. So it was interesting listening to a podcast about flow while trying to achieve a flow state, but also learning, he said, spoke about flow triggers and how we can really actively get ourselves into this state. I didn't really know that. I thought it was just kind of a thing that comes about when it's the right set and setting. And
0: Yeah, I, I think for me, the biggest thing is like showing that this is a learnable skill um, and that we can actually like set ourselves up to predispose ourselves to flow um, and that like feeling of being completely in the moment and totally encapsulated in what you're doing and your productivity and creativity all exponentially increase so but it's I'd, a skill it's
1: interesting to think of it as a skill
0: mm.
1: it's you know i thought of it as a state or a thing that happens
0: well it is a state but it's a trainable state yeah like, so so it can of be, becomes a skill yeah. which is a
1: very yeah, that's that, That's why I found that one very interesting and anyone who's looking to learn about flow, listen to that episode and check out what they do.
0: Yeah, and then we, we come up to episode 20, which is the episode with Dr. Hannah McCormack, um, the sports psychologist um, who's behind the Tackle Your Feelings campaign run by the Rugby Players Association. And like that side of the episode was so important because we're talking about you know all of the things around mental fitness. It's not just talking about mental health as a, from a negative standpoint as a place of like we're talking about mental health challenge. We're actually also talking about how do you set yourself up to be mentally well, and this is something that I'm a huge believer in and advocate for, and I've spoken about for a number of years. And so I loved that element of our conversation. But possibly the most important conversation that we've actually had on the podcast thus far was the second half of that, um, where we spoke about, uh, where Hannah spoke about uh, racism, discrimination um, and microaggressions. And that was really, um, I felt humbled that she was willing to do that on our podcast and that she trusted me in that space and that she was comfortable enough to share that. And, you know, it's such an important conversation around the world. I think this year is very much a year of evolution and revolution in lots of ways and um, on so many levels. And the George Floyd piece of our, our moment in time has has sparked like a global conversation. That, that conversation mm. is far outstripped America and it's a conversation that needed to happen and continues to need to happen and I know from my perspective of being like a white male um, I just need to listen and yeah. try to understand and try to understand
1: yeah try to understand that was a podcast of two halves the first half is great I just want to mention that when she says who's your squad who are the people that you can rely on and that's a clip that's on your Instagram and I was like that's great because it's talking about, you know, she's obviously relating that to a rugby squad. So that was a really good point. And the other things she talks about are how some of the younger professional players, I can't remember names. I'm not, I can't remember the names of who she mentioned, but she talked about how a guy would have been 24 or something, um, playing for Ireland and then getting all this backlash in the papers. And then he has to go away and be with that. And he said he really struggled with that. So that was interesting because these are, you know, rugby players, they're tough guys. But um, we have been forced into a global conversation and what she says in that podcast about being in secondary school with a group of friends and having a different coloured skin to everyone and there's some older lads that were, by the way she was talking, they were in their 30s walking by some secondary school students in uniforms and shouting a racial, racial slur at her and then that's... You know, in Ireland, we go, oh, we're not racist. There's no racism in Ireland, which was a big thing at the start of this. But that moment that she talked about brought up so many moments from when I remember seeing stuff like this happen, or I hear hearing stuff like this from other people's parents or uh, that's, you know, there was some moments that I thought about there with some old friends, the people that they were around and stuff. So it's not just a thing that happens in America.
0: Yeah, and and you know, like that was okay, she cites that as like an outward moment of of um racism and discrimination. But like she she talks about like all the microaggressions, like the the smaller moments. And the one that really stuck with me is the moment where like people ask her like where are you from? You're and, not from here. And then and then she says like oh I'm from Cavan and um or, or loud, sorry. And uh, and they say, Oh no, but where are you really from? Yeah. And um, she goes into that and just how that insinuates that you don't belong here. And that was so upsetting for me to hear. Mm. Um, and I was like, yeah, I was, I was really touched by that. So that episode for me was just so important and, and will continue to be important. Um, particularly in shaping, um, how I listen, how I am and I only today read an article that, um, I studied pharmacy in college, um, some people may not know that, but there's a guy, Aaron, um, a few years below me in, in college and he wrote an amazing article today about his experiences as being a foreign national and um, the discrimination that he has faced whilst serving the public. In pharmacy practice, yeah, and just because it doesn't apply to us or we haven't been exposed to us to it, it doesn't mean that that uh, negates us from having an active role in this. And he said one of the ways that he felt most supported um, and that he belonged the most was was when one of his colleagues stood up for him. Um, and told the customer that, like, that was not okay and challenged them on it. that kind of behavior. And um, I think going forward, if as individuals, we are not willing to stand up and challenge behavior where we see discrimi- discrimination, not only against um, different ethnicities um, or, or racial um, uh, discrimination, but, in terms of people with disability or or different minority groups or or like against women or indeed against men mm. um against people from the LGBT community, like until we're willing to stand up and actively challenge people who are discriminating in any way against any minority group, um we have to accept that we're a part of it. Mm. If we're not willing to stand up, yeah. Um, and, and voice are, uh, that, that's, that kind of behavior just isn't acceptable. So um, that was really insightful for, for, for me. And to do that from a place of, of um, trying to, to empathize and educate and to do it from a place of curiosity mm. rather than to cause conflict, um, because if we do it in, in an attacking way, that is not going to solve anything. But if we do it in a place from a place of empathy, um, and um, trying to help someone understand and see a different perspective, that's important. But just um, the the value in um, being an active part of that conversation yeah. is, is has really hit home for me.
1: I think it's interesting that it, it happened on this podcast as well, because as we keep saying, we're all only human, and. By saying that, you have certain traits and certain viewpoints instilled in you from a young age, from the people who influence you parents, teachers, all these things. So, and this podcast is about challenging what's going on in your head. Are you shutting on yourself? Is this dead or a lifetime? Um, you know, the three lessons that you took that you talk about and episode 11 so it's interesting that that happened on this podcast and it happened at episode 20 it was like this coming together culmination yeah of a couple of things so uh that was that's that's probably the most important and impactful episode we've done
0: yeah and you know something that really stands out to me is like this idea of um yeah we are all only human but when we know better we do better and um that's what conversations like that facilitate. Yeah. Like with that new insight, we get new choices about how we behave. Yeah. And that's really important.
1: Could be another, could be something else that we revisit on this podcast again. Absolutely. Now, that now we actually can't get people in a room, you could have some conversations like that.
0: Yeah. So like as we think back on, on the episode so far, what are what are you most excited for going forward? Just to keep doing it. I can't I can't say
1: there's any one thing that I'm most excited about. This podcast excites me. I'm so happy to be doing this. Well, to be doing this with a friend that a lifelong friend that uh we we've history, <laughs> like a lot has happened in the lives we've lived.
0: Um and, and just for context, like Evan was on the beach the day that I had my injury. Yeah. Um he has seen me in my most vulnerable states um and so yeah we've got we've got history yeah (laughs) Um, um
1: now to do this thing where like it's now we're sharing other things for to help other people i think the thing that excites me most is like if other people are taking away the same things that i'm taking away just by you know by doing these um the things that i'm learning and insights that have been, op- or things that have opened up in my mind, if I'm taking those things away, other people are have to be getting the same value from these. So uh, that's a really exciting thing because I'm learning from it. So, and we, I don't hear a lot of the feedback and stuff. You hear more of it than me. So that's a very exciting thing. Someone else out there is getting as much enjoyment and as much value out of these. What about yourself? What's, what excites you about this going forward?
0: Yeah, well, y- you know, I think one of the best cases for a business is if you, or, or, uh, not that this is a business, but like for putting an idea out into the world mm. is at least if you've got a market for one. And, yeah. um, I definitely know that, that I'm scratching my own itch with this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the people that I've had involved in this podcast inspire me because they're people who have, being through the ups and downs that we all go through, they're not afraid to own that, mm. um, is really important, but, but also they're actively engaged in creating their lives. And some of them are a bit further down the line than others. Um, but what I particularly love is the story of the people who are becoming, yeah. because um, any person has the chance to do that at any point of their life. Become to become whatever and, it is. And you know we're always becoming something. We're always becoming something. Yeah. And um when you wake up to that, it's it gives you new choices. That any moment any day you can choose to become something a little bit different. Yeah. If you want. If the direction that you're going isn't resonating with you, isn't serving you, um or if you're hiding from it. Yeah. If they, you're hiding from
1: the thing you're becoming, then that's an interesting thing. I hadn't thought about it that way so much, but yeah, you've, if you've the chance to become something. So choose what that thing is. If you're not choosing what that thing is, or if you're not engaged in that process, you're becoming something else that you aren't in control of, but it affects you.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, this idea of life rewards effort has really hit, hit me that Jerry Duffy said. And I'm just thankful that um, we stepped out and decided to start this because I I have been rewarded immeasurably mm. by what I've learned through doing this, how I've grown in terms of um, mentally, emotionally, my skill sets and um, the sense of connection and community I've developed like by collaborating on something with you mm. um, has been amazing, but also by getting to know these new people, you know. Um,
1: there are people you've known, but you haven't, maybe you haven't. A couple of them have been friends. A couple of them are acquaintances and a, some of them are people you know of that you want that you wanted to talk to. So it's given you an opportunity to take, to do that thing.
0: Yeah. To take that relationship to the next level. And I think it's just so important for me to thank you in this context as well. Nice. <laughs> no, but genuinely, because um, this doesn't happen just by itself. I know we were discussing the other day that like from my perspective and from your perspective, each episode takes in the region of about four hours to produce each. Yeah. And people don't see that. People don't see what goes in behind the scenes. Mm. Um. And I know that I certainly take that for granted when I see videos going up online, when I see something on TV, I hear something on the radio or I see somebody putting stuff out. Um, or creating anything in the world, whether it be a business or a piece of art or a podcast or music or whatever, the time and effort and, and care that goes into making things mm-hmm. is something that should be respected. And um, I have like huge respect for what you've added to this. And um, it's been deadly doing something with one of my best mates as well.
1: Yeah, I think, thanks for having me on the journey because, yeah, it's a fun thing to do. It's something I look forward to doing every time a lot of times during the pandemic we had we had backlogged these, or bulked up these episodes so we have a few of them in the bank and there's weeks there was like a week when I didn't have any to do and I'm like left going oh, I just want to do a podcast <laughs> I just want something to engage in like this so yeah thank you as well
0: I oh, know it's been great and um, we'll
1: check in again um, I think one thing I want to say is maybe under your, one of your Instagram posts or something just to get people to drop what their favourite episode was I know you don't need to write a story, but just tell us like what was the episode and why? Why was that thing? It can be one sentence, yeah. but uh, that's something that I would love to see. I want to see what other people are taking from this.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So we'll leave it at that. Um, I want to thank everybody as well that's been along for the journey with us because um, you are the reason that we do this. We do this first and foremost to learn as ourselves for ourselves, but um, in doing so, we are creating something that others who are in similar positions to us um, benefit from. And that has been um, all of you as listeners that engage. And for us um, to have an audience for something that we create is really amazing. Um, so I want to say thank you. And um, thank you for sharing your insights. Thank you for continuing to support by listening and sharing. And if something resonates with you, comment it, share the podcast, even if you share this, with one friend is the best way for us to um, spread the insights that we are gleaning um, both from ourselves and what we take away as individuals, but also from what is shared by our guests. So until next time, I want to say thank you to Evan. I'm delighted to have you on. Um, yeah, this was fun. <laughs> to get you out from behind the mic. Yeah. Um, and Let's put, do it at
1: episode forty-one.
0: <laughs> yeah, to put you in front of it again, and and yeah, we'll 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 do this again, and um, yeah. So thank you to Evan, and until next time, stay well, stay curious. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Jack. Fist bump. My man.